detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. We're back in Horror Town this time around. It's not 2018's Hereditary. But before we get into it, gentlemen, let's do a little bit of up or down. Now, the full trailer, I think it was, for Shazam just dropped like yesterday. Now, I think there had been a previous trailer that was like teaser. Is that not correct? I think so, yeah. What are our thoughts on this? Because I don't know a lot about Shazam, but it's a down. Like, I'm hope. I can only assume it's it's a maybe it's a bad trailer, but it's awful. Like it it's not funny at all. Well, it's definitely a bad trailer. And I thought that, you know, maybe it was like a, a Deadpool or a Guardian of the Galaxy style sort of comedic one, but it just didn't didn't do anything that trailer at all. I hope they didn't show us any of the good jokes then. <laughs> My hope is that they've left all the good <clears throat> stuff out of the trailer. It, it looks like Greatest American Hero or something like that. Yeah, like, it just looks all right. There's a couple of things where he, he says a joke and it's like there's a pause and it's kind of like... It looks like Two and a Half Men without the laugh track. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. That's all I... That's all Jared, I what's your take on this? Considering well, you're, a, you know, you're a DC I'm, guy. I'm an up because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to go see these ones. But, yeah, it looks... The trailer didn't do a hell of a lot for me. As Gibbo said, the, the jokes just didn't land. I'm cautiously optimistic because some of the some of the words come, coming out from test screenings that have said it's it's pretty good in the vein of like big, but based they, on didn't the they trailer, say that about Suicide Squad though? DC's got a habit yeah, of having of, awesome test screenings that that the suicide, all the people work for DC. Yeah, that's the Suicide effect. Squad ones seemed a lot more transparent. These ones, I'm sort of yeah, I don't know whether to take them or not. But if I was going just on the trailer without having an affinity for DC and that sort of stuff, I wouldn't be pumped about it. So, I'm still not pumped about it, which means I'll probably go in there and get a better experience than if I was excited by this one. But Sometimes yeah. it's good to not have high hopes. The yeah, trailers, because I'm, I'm, I'm mixed on trailers. I want to see a bit of what you've got to offer, but don't give us much. all the best jokes. But then if you hold everything back, you end up with something that looks pretty stale. Hmm. And, I, you know... Hellboy looks like a recent example of that because the first trailer was just awful, mm. and then the second trailer came out, and I'm like, hey, that looks all right. So, mm. still, still, <laughs> still can't erase it from our least anticipated list. No, 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 it's still there. <laughs> um, but strangely enough, Shazam was not on that list. No, no. Which, so after seeing the trailer, it possibly should have been. Yeah, should, if I, should yeah. move on to it. So it's yeah, I'm an up, but if it was if I was just going in without that prior kind of want to see any of those comic book movies, I'd probably. So is anyone it. else enough on it? Or is everyone else a Danny? Yeah, I'm a half up. Half up. Look at that. <laughs> Sammy. I'm flaccid. Look at Sammy. Yeah. You're flaccid. <laughs> I am straight down. Uh, Mate, uh, apparently Aquaman was one of their good movies. <laughs> this looks way worse than that, so I've got no hope. I will not watch that. Oh, dear. All right, okay. I'm going to throw a couple of quick pieces of news at you. Idris Elba is allegedly going to replace Will Smith as Deadshot in the new Suicide Squad. Oh, career <laughs> suicide. Good stuff. <laughs> No, James Gunn. No, look, James you know what? I actually think that's not a bad choice. I think it's a great choice. I thought Will Smith was pretty good in the first one. And I think now that Will Smith's Will Smith vacated, the, best part of it, the movie's got a chance to be good. But he was the best part of the first one. No, Margot Robbie. Who was better? Cara Delevingne. Oh, actually, Margot Robbie was good. Yeah. Yes. But Will yeah, Smith Cara was Delevingne's good. jiggly was better than Will Smith. Cara Delevingne's just cardboard cutout. No. Hey, I'm the baddie. Will Smith yeah. was good in the first one. He was, yeah. He was. But it's coming, It's it sounds pretty good. Like, they're talking about King Shark, and because James Gunn's in it, he wants Dave Bautista. 
They're talking Idris Elba instead of Will Smith. They've cut Rick Flag, so Joel Kinnaman won't be in it. They want to get Amanda Waller back, same actress. Mm. So that was good. Yeah. Margot Robbie back. Any chance of getting um, Captain Boomerang back in the No, I think play? he's been cut. You think he's been cut? <laughs> <laughs> I think Joel Kinnaman. Captain Boomerang. Oh, he's, that, that bloke is getting screwed. <laughs> that poor bastard is just getting screwed. Left, right and centre. But yeah, Will Smith, he's just... He's the kiss of death at the moment. Like anyone who's seen the Aladdin. <laughs> Glad. We should have done up or down on that. Oh, oh it's like, this doesn't too bad. Then you see him, you're like, oh my God, what have they done? This is genuine. And he goes straight for like Will Smith, Mike Lowry. Yeah. It's a blue Mike Lowry. And I'm like, that, <laughs> that doesn't cut it. Yeah. That's exactly how Robin Williams played in the Avengers. It's not like it's a timeless part or anything like that. It's like, we're going we're gonna to replace a force of nature with a ridiculous looking Will Smith with dated unfunny gags. Oh, the good news he's is gonna he's going to be a winner. He's going to do Mike Lowry twice in the next couple All of years. All stars directed by Guy Ritchie. <laughs> what? I did not know that. Yeah. Holy shit. Guy Ritchie does Aladdin. What a sentence. He's going to make a mozza, surely, because it's Aladdin. I think it'll make make a hell of a lot less than they think. As soon as they released the trailer, the memes about the blue (laughs) Will Smith just went everywhere. Surely, It looks like a smooth. It looks like Avatar. I'm going to go with my, I'm going to go with my, you know, Hot predictions on, on box office again and say it's going to go minimum 500, sure. Yeah, no, just exactly. because of what but, it is. But it's yeah. going to cost make money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's cost a shitload. Oh, yeah, and they're world. expecting, yeah, they'll be the expecting whole world. big money. Yeah, that's big, disgusting. Big money. God, it looks bad. <laughs> and Guy Ritchie, why would you put this in the hands of Guy Ritchie? King Arthur. has got yeah, a absolutely. Did you see the giant snake in King Arthur? Shitful resume. <laughs> And he doesn't even make these hey, sort of movies. You this take that back. <laughs> Lockstock, uh, Snatch. Lockstock and Snatch are gems. Everything else, it's an absolute crap shit. Rock and Roller was also What's his name? Terrible. John Carter's going to play uh, Aladdin. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. Okay. The other one I, I recently came across, they're looking at making a gender swap version of Rush Hour. <laughs> oh, come on. It works out well for Ghostbusters. Let's just considering the original Rush Hour is not great cinema. It's terrible. It's not great stuff. Yeah, I don't see the reason to reinvigorate this. But but see, isn't this like? I mean, call me crazy. You want to do the the women's versions of everything? Isn't that kind of just insulting anyway? Yes. Here's a shitty. Here's a shitty uh, movie with a couple of average sort of middling stars. But they're all girls. It's like. No, like, why don't you just get good movies with women in them? Yeah. <laughs> See, I was, I was okay with Ghostbusters. So was I. I, I thought, thought that actually worked out. I right. thought the movie was fine. They were all comedians. They were never exactly. going to win, though. That's the they point. were never going to win. That's exactly I'm why. always pushing shit I up still reckon the they moment it came out. I still reckon they won. That's yeah, I thought thing. it was all right. But I think, you know... And the proof will be in the pudding. Oscar, what's his name? Kevin Feig. Or is it Kevin Feig? Paul Feig. Paul Feig. Ask yeah, not Paul Feig, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, Paul Feig, same person. No, yeah. but you, well, the proof will be in the pudding when they whip out this new one. If it's a, ter- if it's shit, and it's all male actors, which I don't, I'm assuming that this is the the new version of Ghostbusters that they're about to prep, mm. is a male led film. But let's not forget that Ghostbusters Two wasn't great. No, like, so I mean, I, I Ghostbusters I was okay with because I think that was important. Like I heard a lot of you know, podcasters and articles from women that I respect as writers and, and 
they were talking about how they grew up wishing there was a female Ghostbuster. So I'm like, yeah, that's kind of important. And the movie was fine. Like, mm. it was nowhere near as bad as people were making yeah. it out to be. It just wasn't a classic like the first movie. Chris like, can mean anything, I'll be happy. Yeah, and, yeah. and what's Chris his name? Cool. Kate McKinnon was fantastic yeah. in that. It would have had to be what's, the best movie of the year, though, for them to win. That's the yeah. problem. Why are you doing Rush And it would have had to make a shitload of money, too. Why do you even need to call it a gender swap version of Rush Hour? Let's just say, hey... He's our Russian. women in a buddy Female buddy cop. He's our Russian. One of them's Chinese. Whoa! It's just like, there's no need for it. Well, you know, like... Don't call it Russia. Like just make heat. it a good movie, yeah. Call it Shanghai Nights. You know? Oh, no, we did that already, too. I mean, did we have to say Russia? Did we have to, you know, say Russia was like referencing 48 hours and shit like that? We didn't have to. So no. why don't we just make buddy cop movies with women? Yeah. If that's what you want to do. Like, not, you not can't point. be looking at the story in Russia and going, this is it. This is what we need to do. If you're looking at the script of Rush Hour, you're not going, now I respect women. <laughs> I, hope they, I hope they retain the, wipe yourself off, you dead. <laughs> you know what actually reminds me of when they do this shit? When you guys did the episode on um, Season of the Witch. Just, yeah. just make a movie on its own. It doesn't have yeah. to be part of this franchise, universe or franchise yeah. or something. Just do a standalone thing, come up with an re- original idea, and it'll do much yeah. better. Well, that's what I'm it's saying. All, it's, that, all, it's all just, it's got to be cashing. The, what, what cash are you cashing in? The Heat, the one that they brought out, The Heat, mm. was basically... Heat was awesome. It was that. It was two female cops together, and it played like you would a rush hour or a lethal weapon or something yeah. like that, and it was fine. It was really good. And like no that. one ever turned around and said... Look, we're making a, an all-female lethal weapon. It's called the heat. You know, like, it's not... No, because like, it was There was no thing. point in pointing it out. But you don't have the expectations that way. It's much, much better. Why well, is Russia the piece of shit you pick up <laughs> off, the, off the table and go, this is it, this is the one we need? I'm sure they'll retain all the, you know, the racist humour that made that an absolute classic. <laughs> like, well, either way, Russia, Shanghai Nights, like, all that stuff was just... Oh. You can't do that anymore. Mm. Everyone's smarter now. <laughs> or are they? They go watch an Aquaman now. So. Well, given the you know, given the stink that's been kicked up about going to see Captain Marvel, I'm not sure everyone's so. Well, much I haven't read any of this. I'm hearing a lot about the drama with it, but I didn't hear any of it. Yeah, so. it was just BS. It's just you know, some people throwing their toys out of the cot because there's a woman in the movie. Like, just get over it. <laughs> Everyone knows it's pronounced Marvel anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a break. Here's the trailer to 2018's Hereditary. Sorry, baby grandma. You know you were her favourite. Who's going to take care of me when you die? She isn't gone. You know you were her favourite. I swear I can feel them in the room. You know you were her favourite, right? Something is happening. I think my mother put a curse on us. Mom? I need to call the police. The police can't help us. Mom? favourite, right? 2018's Hereditary, directed and written by Ari Aster, produced by <coughs> Kevin Scott Franks, who gave us John Wick and Buddy Patrick, who was involved with Hacksaw Ridge and Split. Uh, also, Gabriel Byrne and Tony Coletta are both executive producers. 
It stars Tony Collette as Annie and Gabriel Byrne as Steve. The budget was $10 million and the box office was 79 worldwide. Tony Collette had actually told her agent she didn't want to do any more dark films before she actually got this script. She loved it so much that she couldn't turn it down. Yeah, and turns in quite the performance. Mm-hmm. Yes, very fair call. Jared, your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Like, it's funny. Sometimes <clears throat> I, I just don't connect with these slow burn, you know, real psychological kind of thrillery, horror type ones. But when they nail it, I just love them. Like The Witch and The Babadook, this one's similar. Like, it's just so creepy all the way through. <clears throat> it's so slow and so measured. Like, some things just take ages to play out. Someone yeah. just walking around the house or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's got such an atmosphere to it. And it's one of those ones that, like, you finish it and you're just constantly going back over, what is this, you know, what did this part mean? What did that part mean? Like, just constantly thinking about it and wanting to read other people's opinions on it to sort of gain a different understanding or a different view. And so, yeah, going back and watching it again, I was I was massive on it. I was teetering on a four and a half. I probably just downgraded a little bit to a four this time. But, yeah, I, I love it. I'll definitely go back to this one quite quite a few times over the next few years, I'd imagine. Mm. Matty? Uh, I absolutely love this one. To steal a line from uh, Exorcist, it just it mixes lies with the truth to confuse you. The, yeah. That whole thing of you're not sure if it's a misperception of her mental illness in the family or what's going on with the... the I guess the occult stuff on yeah. the side, but I think it transitions in and out of that and just some really good camera work, some very subtle things that have a really big impact. Yeah. I just loved it. Um, four and a half easily. Four I was half. teetering on five. I really Ooh. loved it. Ooh. Put your bags back on, Matty. <laughs> loved it. You're right. Uh, same as these guys. Um, very, very, very cool movie. Right up my alley. Like I'm not really a slasher horror guy, um, as you guys know. But the ones like Jared referenced, the Bubba Dook, that's probably my favourite one. Um, but this is really giving it a run. Sort of similar to, you know, Get Out and stuff like that as well, where they're a bit more um, mood-driven and, and uh, environment and that sort of stuff where you, you listen to the score and it sort of keeps you on edge. And there might not actually necessarily be something unsettling happening on screen, but you still feel off for some reason. It's just really smart. And there's a lot of subliminal stuff that they're doing with different bits and pieces. So... Yeah, the guys have sort of said a lot of the other stuff as well, and we'll get into a bit more later on, but I'm a four and a half as well. Four and a half. I yeah. didn't have a very long list of dislikes, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't have a lot of dislikes either. Um, <clears throat> I was like Jared, I teetered on four and a half, but went for four. It's just really, really, it builds that tension, and there's a feeling of dread throughout. And um, it doesn't skimp, it doesn't rely on cheap jump scares to make you unsettled by yeah. what happens. And in fact, some of the scariest bits for me, from from me were Tony Collette losing her shit mm. like at the dinner table mm. yeah. with the son because it's kind of like feels like you know it's real drama yeah and you feel yeah, like yeah. shit it's uncomfortable you know, absolutely yeah. but she's giving him some stick yeah. but then also saying all these things about you know um, you, you killed your sister to, yeah, yeah. That, all that stuff's involved <clears throat> um, and the ending is just. <laughs> craziness it's just pure craziness but it, it works it all seems to work and I actually think this needs a second viewing 
Yeah, I've only yeah, seen it once. Have to be better. Yeah, so me too. the ending yeah. didn't quite fully hit as I, as I finished it, but yeah, you go back a little. You're bit giving another half star when yeah, you yeah. definitely you, you go definitely, back and you think about a few things. You realise, oh, I see where why it went there. You definitely pick up on things that happened. Um, you definitely see. You know, like the English teacher referencing things that are going on, and you're yeah. like, oh, that just yeah, it, it just feels yeah. like every single shot has a purpose. Yeah. Every single word no has waste. a purpose. I love yeah. how much this movie illustrates that <clears throat> if you put the right person or the wrong person, if you want to put it that way, just standing somewhere in the camera and looking the right way, you can make me just shit my pants, basically. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. There's just things in the background that's similar to um, the It Follows stuff, like you referenced that before too. Yeah. It's similar to that in some ways where you'll just be watching a totally normal scene and something just in the background's not quite right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Is <laughs> that in focus, out of focus stuff yeah. as well in this. Yeah, no, it's really and, Oh, my God. Speaking of it follows and going into the starting off with the likes, it's, it, it kind of has that vibe, that unsettling, slow Don't moving. Don't tell Maddie that. Maddie but, hates his follows. But but what I mean is the way it's shot. Yeah. Um, in, a, in, in the way everything's done really methodically, it's really so slow. But as you said, Maddie, everything has a purpose. So mm-hmm. it, we're not we're not doing something just to, you know, we'll have the camera here so something can leap out at us. You know, yeah. that is not, it's not, not lazy trying to do that sort of stuff. One of the best parts was the ins and outs of the, the models. Too. Yeah, that was my first like. like. I, I know the director was sort of saying that plays into how they're not really in control, that they're kind of pawns in a game and yeah. stuff like that. So they, that but the way that you're looking at the model and then a scene will start... And the whole scene will just be the camera in the, in the same spot. Yeah. Other times you're not even looking at the models, but then a shot starts the same way and you're like, oh, yeah. is this... For me, it played into, is this just Tony Collette sort of losing in a mind a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And or just the way this... they finish it. The whole... The ending scene is the nativity like in reverse. Yeah. 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 It's just... It's awesome. And the, just the way this movie starts where it kind of comes in with a sort of a tracking shot the across forest. the models and, yeah. and then it goes into the model and then, boom, we're actually starting. Yeah. And that, and that everybody in that sequence there is actually real. Which is what I thought, watching, yeah. the, watching the ad, which is maybe why I didn't make as much money as it did. I thought it was going to be about a microcosm of a separate universe that was being controlled by Tony Collette or something like that. I didn't know what it was going to be. You're going to say elsewhere, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't, know, I didn't know what it was when I started watching it. Yeah. And it just freaked the hell out of me when I was watching it the first time. Second time I watched it and could pay attention to the details a bit more. Mm. And it's just phenomenal. And yeah. honestly, that kid is super creepy looking. Yeah. It's good yeah. prospect. It's good prospect. She's a, she's a cute little kid. Yeah. Otherwise, she's, I mean, she's different looking, but she's not anything like that. But, but just everything about it, mm. the, the, the mannerisms, the... Yeah, that the, the click, yeah. The creepiness just kicked in from the get-go. Like, when they get to the funeral and Tony yeah. Collette's talking and then that <laughs> creepy blonde guy's, like, just smiling in the background. Smiling, yeah. Like, Go away. Stop looking at me. Yeah. Please go, leave. Leave the sequence now. <laughs> just, just go back to that initial tracking shot, though, the pan into the, the miniatures. It actually reminded me of the opening scene of, um, which had a lot of talk about it, or the opening scene of, uh, or someone with Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio when he's in the... The Revenant. In the Revenant. The first pan-in scene of The Revenant, you pan in and you're looking at these trees and stuff like that and the whole scale of what you think you're seeing, it's like a reflection in water and it's it's this real like mind trick sort of thing. The way he like frames the shot, hmm. it's not what you think. And that was a, as soon as we pan into those models, it, that's hmm. exactly what it reminded me of. And it just straight away puts you where you know what you're seeing isn't necessarily what you think you're going to yeah. see. And I think, and yeah... 
I, I'm assuming we're gonna. There's gonna be some slight spoilers around the place. There'll be the last, last spoilers. Last spoilers. Yeah. So if you don't watch it first, guys. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Telegraph pole size yeah. spoilers. <laughs> oh, what I liked about the kid was a the kid was super creepy. Mm. Like the first time we meet her, she's up in the fucking treehouse sleeping there in a sleeping bag, and the, the father's like. You catch money the boat. It seems like a bit of a dick, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got all. She's got all those little ticks. Mm. The stringy mm. hair. Then there's the whole sequence where the bird hits the window and she mm. cuts its head off. With the yeah. Nonchalantly cuts its head off. That was crazy. Which is some it? sort of you know, a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, and she's sitting there all the heads at the. Off. I believe she's at the the funeral eating fucking bars of chocolate and mucking around yeah. with yeah. a snaggle tooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I think it's all about her. Like I, yeah. as that, that starts to take shape, I'm thinking yeah. right. This is like fucking pet cemetery or something. Yeah. She's crazy or she's weird, and yep. you know, um, we've just been told that grandma had done the breastfeeding and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and you right. see that in the model. Is there a little model creepy, with the grandma? The diorama with the boob. Very untold. Um, but then, boom. Spoiler. 35 minutes in, spoiler alert, but she hits a fucking telegraph pole and dies. And I'm like, right, so where are we going now? Yeah. Like, what's this? Yeah. That's got to be one of the biggest, like, shock things in any movie. Like, pretty that much. was so well done. No one saw but that then Pretty yeah. much why, you know, the... the most impactful uh, death scene in any movie that I saw last yeah. year. Just the sound. You don't even see it. You don't even see. You just see his reaction. He stops the car and he's just yeah. And then he has the quick glimpse at the mirror and then looks down before you see him. You don't yeah. see him. You only see the empty seat. Yeah. It's like five it's so minutes. Clever. And then you the next the... scene, he's in bed. You hear the mum screaming and yeah. then you see the head with the ants in it. Yeah. It's like five brilliant. Maybe not five <laughs> minutes, but it's a, it's a stretch of minutes where. That happens, and I, like seriously, the, when I watched it the first time, I was fucking in shock. I was yeah. just yeah. there for like, yeah, like a minute or so, going, goes. "What the fuck!" Like, yeah. and then he has that reaction of, "Oh, this, this isn't happening. This isn't happening," or whatever he does, and he's just not in shock. Home, yeah. and then goes into bed. The whole time, the thing's going on, and then as you said, right through until you hear her screaming. That whole scene is just... I was just sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yeah. Just I actually paused at it because I was, I was watching it and uh, I got a text message from my wife. She's like, oh, you got to take the kids in. So I was right at that scene. That happened and I got the text message. I'm like, what the, f- the fuck? <laughs> so I pause the movie. I go and I tuck the kids in. I go to Riley. I'm like, something just happened in this movie. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I can't even explain it. Like, <laughs> it was that massive. You just... Like, the whole... Because I, I just assumed that she was the main... She was yes. going to be the big bad or yeah. something like, you know, Damien. It was Damien, something or, to do with her. It was clearly there was something about her that we were going to unravel, which it kind of turns out there, there is. There is, yeah. but there like, isn't. You expect yeah. her to be there it's, the it's, a, it's a side... It's a side piece, yes. It does unravel something about her, mm. but she doesn't need to be there for it. She only yeah. shows up one other time in the movie yeah. when the soccer ball rolls off. Like... Yeah. Which, again, was... Oh, <laughs> It wasn't a genius that click sound just yeah, to pop yeah, that right. in, in the classroom to create yeah. just to create fear everywhere. It pops up like five times. And yeah, well, Tony Collette gets it as well. Yeah, uh, she is absolutely fantastic. Tony Collette, absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Masterclass for her. Yeah, yeah. she runs the gamut, mate, and she nails it. As research for this, I listened to the um, now showing podcast for the for those guys doing this, and the guy basically said, "Just give her the Oscar right now." Clearly, didn't pan out for nah. Tony, but. Mate, she's she should have got something for yeah, it. Yeah. That this is amazing. Like she is fully invested in everything. Like you said, yeah. if she didn't want this script and then she sees it and she's like, oh, I can obviously do something with this. Yeah. This is next level. And she, <laughs> you know what? She hasn't got the kudos that she know, deserves that for she anything. Deserves. She yeah. has had some fantastic performances. We're talking about Muriel here. This is yeah, yeah. Uh, like 
if you couldn't get a, let's say, a Cape Blanchett, say, in Australia, mm. if you got a Tony Collette, you're fucking laughing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You're saying, well, shit, we're, we're right on, yeah, we're right, we're right here because she has had some fantastic performances and this is just top of the line. She's been in some massive movies, though, and it never seems like she's... Triple X3. Whoa. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone with that one. Paycheck? Was it paycheck? Do you think she paychecked on that one? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Just the checks. Isn't right. it, she, she had the blonde hair in that one? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, it's To poor. make this sort of movie, she has to, yeah. unfortunately, take... No, but even like something like, something like Signs, she's really good. Oh, not Sixth Signs, sense. like Sixth Sense. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's great at that. Yeah. <laughs> in the Sixth Sense, she's really good, and she gets... No one ever mentions her. Yeah, yeah. But this, mate, this is masterclass shit. And there's that sequence where she tells to the group about her family history. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, guys. <laughs> she just keeps talking. <laughs> she's she's like, I don't want to say anything. And and this is the most awful family history you've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's has... like, oh, my butt blade just got to keep my car. This I is mean, fucking rough. How's that for like exposition stuff, like yeah. getting into the, the history of mental illness in the family and stuff like that? She is just absolutely and She's like, it. dad starved himself to death, mum had dementia, <laughs> brother hung himself and blamed people his mum because people were in my mind. But he was obviously right, the he brother. Was, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Was, yeah. His mum was clearly doing that to but him. But it was yeah. like, as soon as that scene's over and it goes for like three minutes or something, I was just there going, oh my God. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That's when you ask to leave, you're like, sorry, we haven't got your sort of trauma counselling here. You're out. Yeah. You need a team. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, we've got, uh, we've got a bit of blend 43 and some milk arrows on the way out. When you go and talk to someone who's qualified, you need that. you need a bottle of Jack and a lot of coke. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, oh, but it just—it's really powerful, and it gives the history in a real natural, emotional way because yeah. it's really sort of worked up. Yeah, and tells the story. That table scene as well, where she's going off at her son. She's she's uh, the just so many of her scenes, but she's going off at him, and she's just saying, "Nobody in this family ever accepts responsibility for what they what they do." And he's just like four fingers pointing back at you. you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that line when when she's blowing up at that like that scene where they're all blowing up at each other is fucking great. Like laying yeah. it all bare, like laying all the issues bare and stuff. But when she goes, you get that fucking. That face on your fucking Fucking face. face. (laughs) How many times you have an argument like that? Well, that's it. You get it home. You just got to spout something. You haven't fully formed it yet, and like. But there's so many of those dichotomies in the script as well. Like the in in that same scene, you know, release yourself or something like that. Or you mean you you want me to release you from this? Like, yeah. yeah. There's so many of those wordplay things in there. Then that whole thing of blame versus being blamed. It just pops up all the time. I'll tell you what, mate. I forgot. I forgot the most the. I think the best scene in the entire movie for me. I think it's what was in. I think she talks to. Um, is it is it J- Joni or Joni? Yeah. She says, "Oh look, I sleepwalk." And um, the terrace. And uh, oh, the one time I woke up, I was standing over my son's bed, and we were soaked in kerosene. And I, I just about, I was about to light the match, and I'm thinking, "What the." Yeah. yeah, that's what you're like. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, is yeah, it the phone? I'm here. Yeah, the phone's yeah, ringing. Look, I'm out of biscuits. <laughs> She's insane. That scene as well, where um, <laughs> we're going to have to do this another night. <laughs> when, when Gabriel Burns bringing the son back from the school after he just smashed his face, and she comes running up to the car, just that whole thing of is it mental illness or not? Mm, yeah. What's actually behind this? Yeah, she once, plays that so well. Yeah, once she goes into the seances, it's like you can you can buy everyone's. Like yeah. you can see her. Just clinging to something, but you can also see the other angle of Gabriel yeah. Byrne just going, "This is just crazy." Stop this! Her desperation, yeah, and he's yeah, like yeah. typed up that email of, 
Um, he's like type, typing up a breaking up email just yeah. before that. And then yeah. all this stuff happens with the, the graveyard. and the, He's um, really good too. He's so he's understated. Really, and you yeah. can just see he's got his own, he's got his own issues, but he's not in the yeah. bloodline. He's not the part of the hereditary yeah, like, yeah. issues or whatever. But he's got his own things and he's processing them totally differently. And then he just fucking breaks down in the car. Or the, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, he was... Fantastic. Yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. a therapist so, in it too. Yeah, he's supposed to be a therapist, and he'd be so fucking helpless with his own family. Like yeah. you can see him just just keeping his head above water for. But the fact that too that that whole thing about her sleepwalking, I don't sleepwalking. She keeps saying I don't sleepwalk. Yeah, that's that stopped. And then she has that weird dream or whatever where she is in his room, and then she's pulling his head. Back. Yeah, and, and, it's, and then it, and then it, it pulls back, and it shows her, and she's covered in. Kerosene. Like yeah, she is yeah. actually covered in kerosene. Yeah. And she wakes up like, fuck, yeah. know, what's going on? So I love that one where she was pulling the head. Like, you see the hands or whatever, but then the next shot is her standing next to the bed. Yeah. So you're like, again, is it? Is he having some things? And it's that whole like, thing. It? They don't realise what they're doing to each other. Yeah, exactly. They don't yeah. know. They don't. They can't perceive that they're actually being horrible to each other when that's it's just torturing. And they go back and forth pretty well. Like, they isolate kind of her... To, to you know go through her own processes but then they show the kid in the classroom having his little kind of breakdowns yeah. and stuff like he has that panic attack in the bleachers that's right yeah, yeah. No. he's separating himself you see it's that sort of thing the, the mental illness is sort of taking over him as well and yeah. he's starting to separate from everyone around fair enough you've just met your sister well, but but also I mean doesn't she also tell him that he wasn't yeah, it was an accident. Yeah, it's an accident. And she, tr- and she actually says, I tried to abort you. Yeah, like, and I'm just yeah. like, not the best thing to be telling I never wanted you. Yeah. It just happens yeah. out. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, you just see, it's so, as you said, it's so well acted. You just see, that you know, the, the issues that are tearing the family apart. Also, in the seance, tell you what, jump, yeah. like me jump, I'm where her hair goes, you know, mm. Louie or whatever, brushes <clears> past her. Yeah. That made me jump a mile. Like, because mm. the camera shot's kind of right on her. Yeah. And then it just suddenly goes, like yeah. that. When she's in that second seance with her family and she's talking about, I just need to do this, this will fix the family, like, you can just see the... Yeah. Everything ticking over. And he's just going, stop this, this is fucking craziness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, Char- when Charlie's voice goes into Tony Collette and she starts saying, I don't like this, this is scary. Like, oh, I get the fuck. I always got chills. Yeah, I always yeah, got chills yeah. on my spine, man. I don't like that shit. Oh, little little kids, also, man. She has that same... During that sequence where she, she has the dream and she's covered in kerosene, it's where his Peter's body's laying in his bed and there's just ants everywhere and then mm. spilling out of his mouth and mm. stuff. Uh, the <laughs> when it just transitions into a proper horror flick right at the end there, mm. and you're hearing the banging and then you see Tony Collette upside down on the roof, yeah. just headbutting the <laughs> yeah. the door to get into the the loft, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, the, the treehouse or whatever. She's, that's so that, that is <clears throat> creepy. Yeah, well, the one where she just she's, she's chasing. Yeah, well, but where she's in the corner. Yeah, when he yeah. out the back. Yeah, and you, that's all so thing is subtle. chilling. It's so subtle that you're just looking at him, and then you kind of your eyes she just to the corner, and you're like, oh shit, because you know she's probably sitting there like this, and then they go to another shot, and in the background there's no sound, but you see her go. Yeah, yeah. go across the wall, and then we just like chasing. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it's subtle. She like yeah. dips past a window, and there's a flash of light or something. Yeah, and then, and then they get to they get to him in front of the fireplace, finding Gabriel Burns' body. Yeah, you see her in the back, but you could miss it until they do the focus shifts and stuff yeah. like that to really put it there. But again, they turn around and go to other places in the room. Really subtle. She's just standing in the corner, and then runs at him. Yeah. It's like, oh man, no, it's a nude dude at the start. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. There's There's a nerd nerd guy yeah. there with his tongue he's like, like, he's, he's the, the same from the, the funeral. funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's right. got the same smile. Put your fucking pants on for stuff. Don't treat me like that. It's the Apex twin smile. But then you take away and stop smiling. They kind of shift again, and it's just after that where she runs out of the corner yeah, and she like, sprints at him. Yeah, yeah, it's messed but up. But then there's that whole thing with her in the rafters and the that oh, with yeah, the piano she's, she's just floating, yeah. and, uh, cutting her own head off. That is a haunting. The, the last twenty minutes is craziness. Like I actually sort of jotted down <laughs> Grandma's headless corpse in the attic. Mm. Gabriel Burns head on fire. <laughs> When they unravel, I love it when they unravel though that she's dug up the body. Yeah, and he's mm. like, "You did this. That's you when you were out watching movies. Yeah. You've yeah. done this." But then, and then you see that her. picture of how deep the grave is and yeah. the big pile of dirt. Mm. Like, takes and a job. But you go into that part about. I mean, clearly, from what we can see, that wasn't her. But yeah. he's convinced that it was. We don't know because we're not. But well, I think it was the cult that dug her. It was the cult. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. her, but. You can see why he would think yeah, From that. our perspective, yeah. you can see why That's he would think That's all we've been that. given. So yeah. we think it's her. And so then when they go downstairs and she's preparing for the thing to be thrown on and herself to be caught on fire and telling, I love you, I love you, and he's just seeing this as the final stages of her just losing it. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying, I can't do this. This is not healthy for us to do. When she grabs the book and flings it on there and, and he goes, goes up, I'm like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I, I really dug all that sort of stuff. Like, they both were just were she was a freaking powerhouse but he was just he, he was just breaking apart himself but yeah. he was just kind of understated and just yeah. his subtlety composure and, yeah. and like ability to be a, to be such a nice guy seemingly in that situation trying to be supportive well, you're trying seeing, to keep it together you see it at the, the dinner table where she blows up yeah. yeah, he just keeps going this is gonna stop now yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not going to stop. Like, she's just ripping him a new one. He never the gets, other guy's trying to sort of... Yeah. He's trying to sort of interject. He never and, and really gets it. angry. I feel like there's, there's a father jumping before them. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah, that the scene in the, in the bedroom. <laughs> there's that scene in the bedroom after after the, the, the daughter's died where he's... She's going to go and sleep in the yeah, yeah. in that tree. He puts his arm on her shoulder yeah. and she goes, and, Oh, I can't sleep, I've got to go. Yeah, and then she yeah, and then, no, you and then yeah, she's like uh, she's like, oh, I'll come back if I if I feel tired. And he's like, No, you won't. Mm. He's like, yeah. he just he knows where, where it's at, and that's as angry as he gets, yeah. as, as he's allowed to get seemingly, and ends up just cracking. Yeah. So what, what Jared was saying about the when Tony Collette floats, throws the book in and she thinks one thing is going to happen and the other's real. Like, the, the payment thing is actually real. He's actually a god of mischief. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing where, like, he just skews what your perceptions are and what you think is going to happen, like, that, he does the opposite sort of thing. Apparently, it's all legit. Like, he's mm-hmm. actually a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure which mythology it's part of, but apparently that, that all fits in. Like, they actually did a lot of research into what he was like. Or something, something like that. Yeah. Devil devil King of Hell or something. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool because, yeah, she thinks, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Like, she gets to a stage where she's ready to stop him. Hmm. And he goes, cool, that's what you think's going to happen. But Hasn't he got something to do with instead. arts as well? With the arts, which I guess is... Which is also like tied in with the mental illness. Like, yeah, 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 and the models. That and, artistic side of schizophrenia. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of artists have... Well, there's a full read of this movie where there's no horror at all. There's no, mm. you know, occult stuff. It's, it's all mental health yeah. issues through the whole thing. So it just depends on what you want to look at it as. A lot of it's probably not real. It might, it might all just be in Tony Collette's head, the whole movie. Well, year. that's it. That's the thing. That's the thinking for me was, first sort of thinking was the little kid, mm. right? 
there's something very, very untidy here. And then you hear that grandma breastfed, so you're thinking, oh, okay, something's died on the vine, on the tree. Yeah. Then the, the kid dies. So then I start thinking, well, Tony Collette, oh. she's gone crazy. And this is her, this is her breakdown. Like, yeah, she, she's so, separated But then we go elsewhere. We go yeah. to the occult and we go to this thing about the boy, the, the son. So it basically, it's almost like chopped up into like three parts, so to speak, because it gives you almost like these ideas that you should be onto, mm. but you don't really... I mean, I knew something was wrong. I knew, so, I knew something was wrong. Obviously, Joan was a... Yeah, when she comes into play, yeah. you kind of know. That's probably one of my only dislikes is it feels like, yeah, that... that something's off. You know that something's yeah. off about her. You kind of know. It's, so I didn't I didn't quite have any dislike territory because you know it's off yeah. and you know she says things like, oh, look, my mother used to make those kind of mats. And she's like, oh, did she? And then kind of moves the thing along. And then, you know, the, the bit with the post through the door, the pamphlet's talking about the sales, yeah. but she never... Never see him pick it up, and then Joan comes back and talks about the seance. Mm. So you kind of know something, something there, but again, they just feed it, feed it a little bit at a time, and it just ramps up when it needs to. Like, yeah, she's so good though. But I love the it's okay, it's okay, mm. everything's all right, and then she's just freaking out. But then, like two scenes later, she's like, "I've got this really good idea, guys. Yeah. Let's, Let's come and do a seance." Yeah. yeah, well, she actually tried one before that. She she lets them, she's like, "Oh, when I did this before, like yeah. Charlie was here." Yeah. So she actually had to crack it one by herself. But yeah. the other thing I heard, listened to um, when I was on the pod talking about it, the deer in the road, the seance pamphlets, all of that stuff was the cult of payment trying to move things along yeah. to where they needed it to go. Yeah. So I I didn't get that when I watched it. When I listened to it, I'm like, oh, that all makes sense too. Like they were they had all these balls in play trying to get a certain outcome where they got to was it Peter the brother yeah yeah, yeah to so, get Peter yeah, to be yeah. the only the, the only child yeah, yeah exactly yeah and that was yeah that was the whole that's exactly what the director was saying about the the pieces in the house that like when you see Tony Collette picking things up and moving them around that it's basically like that's the the cult and the, the outside influences what they're doing. Or even the, pain and moving pieces yeah, around. Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, all the, all the miniatures kind of show you what's going on Please. somewhat, you know. Yeah. But even with the dioramas, like the one where she like she recreates, you know, Charlie's death yeah. and all that stuff, it's like, did she, did she bring this into existence? Like, was this already a thing before the accident? Yeah, yeah. And she just didn't sort of put two and, and two together? And there's that whole or, thing of the art place ringing her up and trying yeah. to... Yeah, you know, trying to get extensions and stuff. And he's going... You're not going to show them that, are you? You know, and she's got yeah. a bloody accident Nicole scene and, and she's painting the blood and the head and everything. You're just like... You're not going to let Peter see that. Oh, uh, God. God. She doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, but the ending is just... Whew, it's kind of nowhere. It's kind of a nerd. It's kind of a beat. A lot of nerdy. Well, the music is very upbeat in that. The music sort of swells. Hope you like old boobs. You know, Peter's happy. Considering we've got the manifestation of the devil, it's pretty upbeat. What it actually reminded me of is, and Jared always referenced this before, but the end of The Witch, like, you didn't get this happy ending. You do not get it with this. Like, this guy's been possessed by, you know, a demon, and that's just the end of the movie. He, he's yeah. now, these cults worshipping him and they're going to expect him to bring them riches or whatever else they thought was going to happen, but yeah. no one ends happily ever after in this at all. It seems like, you know, it's the way I was looking at it is, you know, obviously the family's been torn apart and some of the some of the people have uh, no longer there, clearly, but and he's <clears> just been left with, the, the, the basically the issues have been passed on to him too, yeah. like just that cycle going again that it's passed down the family line. And it's hereditary. Hereditary. Yes. Ooh, there you nice. go. Man. 
Um, any other major likes? Please? I mentioned it a little bit before, but the score, and then in some like scenes, the lack of a score mm. is really effective. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's like a heartbeat in the background. Sometimes it's like this really droning, buzzing sound. And then other scenes, it's just completely silent, and it's just what you're seeing is what you get. And, yeah. and there's like little atmospheric sounds behind it, like in the school scene when Peter's there and he looks across at the window and he sees, and he sees his own smiling face smiling back at him, back at him. Oh, yeah. and then he gets the click. Yeah. There's no score there whatsoever, and it's 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 perfect. Creepy as all hell when so, he looks over and he sees himself going. I already oh, talked man. about I already talked about random people standing there. Fucking shout out to grandma in the dark after the funeral. Oh yeah. Like, oh. And then you turn the light on, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even Charlie when when Peter wakes up and he looks oh, over and Charlie's there and she nods her head forward and then her head falls off and it turns into a ball on his floor. Oh, yeah. so. Oh, just so, understated, yeah, understated, but so creepy. And she doesn't jump out at him. She's just fuck. scary as fuck. Yeah. It's like um, you don't need to do the jump scares if what you've got is just unsettling to look at, you know? I like the line when they're in the seance and Peter just is freaking out. It's like, can't you feel the air flexing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a good line. Like, so vivid, yeah. 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 I just thought it was really solid. You know exactly what he's talking about. Mm. Um, nothing specific other than that, though. No, no, I think, we, I think we're all on the same page with a lot of those. What about dislikes? Does anyone have... Anything major. I mean, I had a... Yeah, my only small one ones. was... It's a slow burn. It's almost too slow in some parts. It slows right down where, as you say, it took five minutes for someone to walk, you know, across yeah, the I sequences. Loved that. I loved it. For me, that was my only... That was it. Yeah, it was I only mean, minor because it only happens like once or twice where I thought, oh, maybe this could go a little bit quicker. But it was definitely it. what they call it. It was definitely deep, decompressed, yeah. methodical. Very. Um, but for me, it was I, was... I thought they kind of really nailed the, the, the length of it. I didn't think there was anything that I could really say, trim that out. Because mm. a lot of the slow stuff was Tony Collier talking or, or Tony Collier yeah, going back yeah. with the family. or Yeah, I really dug that sort of stuff. Um, I had the party, sending the girl to the party. Yeah, what like, kind of parent does that? You know yeah, what your son's yeah, yeah. going for. And you might not be drinking, but there's going to be Tom Foolery there. The mum sure. wanted a break. The mum wanted a break, but like, what from? Like, Call the girl was outside. Just let her keep going outside. But also, also, it was a party for 17, 18 year old. Yeah. And she's sending and a 13 year old. 13 year old there? Yeah. yeah. It was just like, you That's could see, she, she seemed okay. It's like what you, what you just said. It's clear that, she seemed okay with the boy, but the girl really drove her nuts. And so you could see, you know, she wanted a break from it, but... I was but just Charlie, Charlie was the favourite, though, which I didn't get yeah, from I the mum. I didn't get that either at all. At all. But I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like... Pete's supposed to be the black sheep and you just... It <laughs> never happens if, until later on. If your 13-year-old's going, I don't want to go to the party, I'm like... For your mental health, go and build some of your little weird tic tac. Yeah, go out yeah. your treehouse as long as I can see you, see your light on. I'm happy, but yeah, that felt a little bit, a little bit strange. That felt, a, that possibly even felt a little bit. Now, now you bring contrived, it up. yeah, contrived, like, yeah. Okay, we need to get, get her to, in a in position where we can knock her head I off. I think it light pole. But I think it just provided an opportunity as well for Tony Collette again to say, "This is your fault. You did this." But yeah, really, yeah. it was partly her fault. Because that, she well, he fires back. Yeah, with she said a small she fires back with it. Saying, well, what what was it was showing, showing the cracks in the, yeah. yeah, it was showing some cracks in the family. I had no problems with that. Also, the chocolate. I was expecting Gabriel Bird to come out and just go, "Hey, how about we just uh, ease up on the chocolate for a little while?" Eh? <laughs> 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 you got a kid who's like allergic to nuts. Just say. 
like steer clear of any of the chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Just find another snack of choice, would you? And who likes that much walnuts? <laughs> that is a oh. whole breadboard of walnuts going oh, into that cake. They they weren't going to leave any doubt about whether or not that was a nutty yeah. chocolate cake. Some foreshadowing <laughs> yeah. of stuff all the way through this. Um, when you talk about the little things that take you out of it, and, and I think there's a purpose, there's a reason for it. But when Peter has the accident with his sister, he never seems to have any kind of... Not that he's not contrite, because I think he's in shock, but there's no repercussions for him at all. It just... Everyone moves past it. And there's they get, no police. They have the funeral. But no... even the parents don't talk to him. Or yeah. Like, you don't see any of that stuff. And I, I get that later on when she has the scene, you know, you never apologise or stuff. That's fine. But it felt in the movie, it's like, he's just driven home, he's got into bed, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, she's dead. I wonder how this happened. Yeah. It felt like that. It felt like there was no immediate repercussion, but yeah, as you said, they obviously had the dinner table scene. They had the scene where she walks in and says, I didn't want you, and like yeah, covers yeah. her mouth, and like, that all that all develops as it goes There's the scene along. It was just when it happened, though. Just well. when it happened. The scene in the school where the girl that he likes turns around, and it's like she's sneaking a peek at him, yeah, where yeah. before in the first she's scene in the school, he's okay. sneaking a peek at her. Yeah. Like, it's... Mm. The, definitely the relationships have changed yeah, after that course. event's happened. Yeah. And even that, again, the, under the bleachers, he's still doing the same thing that he used to do, but he's just... But he's, he's just... Yeah, he's not even... He's not even engaged with the other guys and they, they're they not even noticing. Yeah. So I didn't get that as a panic attack. I got it as... He, I thought he was having, having like an allergic reaction to the same as what Charlie yeah, did. Yeah, I got... That's where... That was the first thing about the connection yeah. between him and her. I thought he was assuming something of what she was... She was... Therefore, yeah, um, and obviously, when you talk about the interconnected thing with the bird heads, and then the fact yeah. that the grandma's headless and mum ends up yeah. cutting her own head off, she gets beheaded. I did see it as a panic attack, too, though. I saw it as like <clears> that was where you're getting the kind of it representing something else. I felt like it looked like panic attack sort of stuff where he doesn't know what it is and it's just come out of nowhere. And it's yeah. like just the manifestation of he's shown no emotion about what's going on, and then it just mm. hits like when he's got that hand twisted. And oh, he's, he and he clicks. goes all money. And too. then, and then the dude turns around and he's like, "What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. You're just like, like it's just." I felt that was a really. It's probably in the likes, but it's it was uncomfortable because he's like been possessed. Like, yeah. 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 And everyone's like, "What's wrong? Why? Why is this? What, what have you done to cause <coughs> this to happen?" See, I thought yeah. he was going to die in that scene. Although that was the end of him. Mm. Although, like, oh, this yeah. is clearly his. Like, Charlie's been knocked off. He's going to get knocked off. Oh, so it's going to be Tony Collette's movie after that. Yeah. And then they turn it around again. So, um, I had I had something uh, like Halloween three final processing, the, the, the sign on the door. we had the sorry, sign it was a Doctor Chalice character. Yeah. <laughs> we had the sign on the book invocations. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just in case you didn't know where to find them, and we had the highlighted passage that explains exactly. Yeah, that was a dislike. It was yeah. kind of, that was a bit too much, and also. Um, we're taking photos of our secret rituals and leaving the evidence in family photo albums. Yeah. yeah. We're pouring gold coins over grandma. Yeah. What? I thought for a movie that had done so well about bringing That seemed a little bit cheap in, and a bit of a cheat. It was just a, the only part of clumsy kind of... Yeah. Didn't you find it funny when they were saying... They're talking about that... She's talking... When she's doing the big exposition about... Um, about the mum, she says, oh, we, we took her into respite after she got dementia. Mm. And it was... When Charlie was born, they had her doing respite for like 13, 15, 13 years in the house. Yeah. Like such a long period That's a of long time. time to be them. But I, I don't know that necessarily she had dementia. I mean, she was obviously dealing with other things. Like they put her at one point, she's Queen Ellen or whatever her name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So she's Queen obviously Lee. Queen, Queen yeah, Lee. Queen Lee, yeah. For some reason. Ellen, Ellen was the name and Queen Lee was on the photos. Yeah. Ellen Lee or Lee Ellen. Yeah. yeah, Ellen Lee, I think. But the only other thing I had, and it's obviously 
for shock value and stuff like that, but old nude people in movies. Oh. Just does my head. Especially when they give you a little wave. A little wave. Oh, well, there's no warning. You're just like, it's, you look at it like a, uh, someone that's scared over here and then you turn and there's just a whole plethora of weird-looking old people all greyed out in the nude. Like, Didn't it change the mood? I wasn't ready. Right? I wasn't ready. Yeah, I had a giggle, a giggle. That's the only thing that, the only reason I don't like it. Because it's audio giggle or something. something. But in terms of actual real dislikes, but, that, but it is it's still creepy. It's just still a creepy image. It yeah, is, of course, it is. Yeah. Um, my last, my very last one. It's, it's pretty minor again. But when all when it all comes together about what's happened and that the whole thing was planned. That car accident is pretty fucking difficult to plan it down to that. <laughs> but that was only one of the balls they had in the air. That was there. Well, that was the thing. But if like, that fails, what's next? <laughs> well, then they had the, the seances that they were trying to invoke things that way. Like, well, they how had did a, you know she wasn't going to stick her head out the other window? But if <laughs> Charlie survives, then the seances are useless. But I think that's, I again, that ties into they're, the stuff at the gonna beginning. They're going to have, it's obvious, like, they've been, been, trying, crack of time been trying this for years with, with mm. the uncle. Yeah. Obviously, they over said, the years that entire family has had this done to them. Yeah, so that's why they've gone crazy. I mean, in fairness, all, I think they were happy to yeah. they were happy to commit further if they had to. They ended up in the house with a corpse in the attic. Yeah, yeah. a big group of them in the nude. So well, I think yeah, they're, yeah, not, they're, they're not. They'll pass the point. They're not worried about overstepping. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> they dug up a corpse and put it in the bay. Yeah, yeah. we're committed now, guys. <laughs> Can't get back on this. I just feel like when um, someone someone comes to the cult meeting and goes. Um, what about we stick a deer in the road and hope that she um, happens to be leaning out the window on the other side? With an electric shop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, sounds like a good plan. But see, yeah, they might not even be thinking that And then the other one puts her hand up and goes, I've actually dug up mum's corpse and put it up in the attic. You dug what? You blow the kid. You blow the um. Here's an idea. How about we all strip off and stand in the corner? But can we paint ourselves white first? Let's go ash and grey, actually, instead. They set all that up, though, at the beginning, right? The, yeah. In the class, they're talking about is it more tragic if they know that their fate is going to happen or if they don't realise it's going to happen to them? Yeah, it's very specific, and I feel like it comes down to, obviously, as you said, Paimon has an influence, and this is all happening this way for a reason. It just felt like when they said it, and they'd... Because, I mean, they'd done things like they'd slipped the seance note through the door. Nobody looked at the seance note. Yeah. So how much control did they have over that? There's so much of the they we we give you these clues all the way that you know something bad's gonna happen and then it happens. Why are you shocked? Like but, No no no, but what I mean is like they set it up. Yeah. Yeah. That ha- having it happen so that, you know, their symbol is painted on that particular pole. They know her head's going to be out at that time, so we'll put the thing in this. Here, here. I mean, it could, they could have said, oh, we were hoping that they'd hit the pole, but then I'm like, well, but the male's in there too and you need him. Like, it's very, very specific. Yeah, they're but probably relying on payment's influence. That's probably yeah. why they carved the payment glyph on the But see, this is what thing. I mean. They've got that, but then at another time in the movie, you get the seance note to say, hey, these guys are all around you influencing you, but that one goes untouched yeah. and doesn't have the desired effect. So they get it another way. Mm-hmm. So when I look back at the accident, I'm like, they've really nailed the details on that one. Like yeah. they've just got it down to a, you know, a finite. Yeah. Anything could have slightly changed and would have changed the outcome of what yeah. happened. Yeah. It seems like it's going in as it said. They got no control. They change the details. Nothing changes. But then in another part of the movie, it does. Yeah. So it was kind of 
It, very minor. Like, it's not like... It I doesn't hurt that the film overall, but you can see why. Yeah, it was just I was thinking about it at the end. That little planet. Yeah, I was just thinking about that at the end. I, especially, like, it's not like I watched that scene in the car again and it had any less impact. I was still, you know, I was expecting it and I was still like... Okay, gave chills the second time. <laughs> yeah. oh, still first uh, time, That's the sound. It's head against the wood. It's like, yeah. boom. Uh, like, that, oh, whole, so well. that whole thing where like they've got all these little things happening in the background actually reminded me of that uh, the Will Smith and Margot Robbie movie where he's the the like con artist oh, focus focus you know he's got the scene where he's betting that um, the Chinese whale at the NFL game I think they are he's betting this big guy and he's like oh I'm going to bet you can't I'll pick the number of the guy that you want to find on the field and he ends up and the whole time this guy's been getting subliminal messaging from numbers on the walls in the elevator like all that's what I'm sort of talking about. Yeah. Like he's getting getting all this subliminal message all the way to lead him to a certain path. Yeah. And that's kind of what this sort of felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Very random pull though, I know. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a weird one, but same thing. <laughs> was anybody was anybody else anyone else did was their mood broken when Gabriel Burns gone into the closet and he's just like who the fuck is that guy up there? <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> I can't remember that scene. What was that one? It's just when he's in the attic. He's just he sees there's a dead body. The yeah. fuck is that up there? He just like he just it was just so out of character. It wasn't really yeah. a dislike, but I laughed out loud. I when I saw it because especially she's gone and told him, and he doesn't believe her. And yeah, he comes back down. And he's like, because <laughs> he's losing it about other stuff, and yeah. then he realizes how fucked up it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I thought it's such a good movie. I'll watch it again. Any other dislikes? No. At all? No, that was it for me. All right, that's Hereditary. Thank you, gentlemen. That was a, a yeah, definitely a bloody good movie. Yes. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes and Spotify. Send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrillme Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And Instagram at, at thrillmepodcast.au. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for details of our next episode. But until then, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.